Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay. Uh, hey, Tom's back. What's up, Tom? How are you guys doing? Welcome back. I know you're at Disney with your lovely family. How was it? Oh, it was a blast. Um, kids are old enough now to actually know what's going on. So it's a lot more fun than, you know, we went the first time and they just kind of drag them along. They're like, look, and they just kind of look and they laugh, but they don't know what they're doing. Um, this time they actually were asking to go for rides and asking to do things, which was fun. What was their favorite ride to go on? Uh, my son's favorite ride was Tower of Terror. Of course, really? of course, of course. <laughs> that's, that's how old is your son? Four. That's the same. <laughs> Sam's scared of a lot of things. There's He's a picture. Like 38 there's or a picture of me on Tower of Terror. Terrified. Cor- sobbing. Sobbing. Acquire this picture. I will me. try my hardest. How old are you in this picture? <sighs> say 28. I want to say like 19. No. I yeah. Like, I don't think it was like six around there. All right. Perfect. I still need it. I will find it. Might be yeah. our football logo. <laughs> and my daughter's was Test Track. Nice. Great ride. So she's got the need for speed. Yeah. And she was saying, Dad, it's not fast enough. So <laughs> she's right. Yeah. By the way. So that, that was cool. Really? I've been there. Yeah. So you like speed, but not heights, right? Uh, no, that's fine. I'm fine with heights. Okay. That's fine. I just, I was oh, saying you're, 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 you're terrified of terror. I forgot. About oh that. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> my bad. And people who aren't paying attention, Sam is back. Uh, I don't know why he's the one in the office that said I'm going to be in this time around. And Absolutely. he's back. And you were just in Europe. Europe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, where were you? Like, Went to Paris for three days, then yeah. went to Rome for four days, and then went to Venice for three days. A cultured human being. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just wearing yeah, the streets know. of Rome or wherever we're Yeah, in Rome. I love it. Well, like, when in Rome, such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when in Oh, my God. I heard that joke 20 times. Yeah, I can only imagine. Oh, God. It's so funny. Um, so we're here. Uh, Tom, last week we did the show without you. It was okay. I mean, Jeff and Mike do their best. I know you didn't listen to the show, so don't do it. Um, <laughs> jokes aside, the, the, you're here. The, the gr- one thing, the grumpy old man. Yeah, ah, they were fine. They had a great time. Uh, but the one thing that we brought up last week that um, we didn't talk about because we waited for you to get here is uh, Panini gets their their injunction against fanatics and the NFL licensing and all that. So, comment on it. What does it mean for everything? Uh, I don't really think it means a lot. I think everyone kind of assumed that this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, Panini was going to do what they can to make the products that they already kind of have built and release them. Um, so I don't think it really changes the landscape at all. I think this is kind of par for the course right now. It's just basically prolonging the inevitable, mm-hmm. but they'll be able to get products out over the next, you know, six months, year, year and a half. Who knows? This could get tied up for quite a while, uh, but allow them to get stuff out um, that's already kind of in the pipeline. That's good. Um, all right. So this week, uh, you're headed, even though you've been here for a day, you're going right back out. You're going to the New York City Comic Con? Yeah. In in town for, uh, it's like 30 hours. Like a pit stop at home. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, jumping on a plane at 5.15 tomorrow morning to Yuck. go to New York City. You excited for it? Yeah, I went two years ago now. Uh, that was the first Comic Con I went to. Um, oh, I guess outside of Buffalo Comic Con. But, right. You know. But it was a really cool experience. It's a lot of different things that you see and then obviously i've been in san diego so i'm I'm excited to go back uh we always have a good reception in new york and just a ton of things going on so if you had to go as a cosplayer what would you cosplay as (laughs) um because some of those suits are amazing and immaculate it's like what are you going to be what are you walking around comic-con so i actually said when we were in san diego that we should plan to do 
something where we all dressed up as something. Which you're not um, doing, but, but we're not doing. But what, what would you be? What would be your best thing to be? I mean, I, I guess you like to be current. I, I dressed up as Star Lord for the Disney not so scary Halloween, okay. so maybe I would do that. Just you can you can kind of pull that off with you know really not being in shape. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd love you know Batman. I love Batman, but I'm I'm not putting on that suit. <laughs> You're gonna stop at Bat Dad, yeah. So uh, you know, Star Lord, it's like a T-shirt and a jacket, and you can put a mask on if you want. But that, that's that's kind of easy. Sam, same question. If you go cosplay one of these Comic Cons, who would you be? Uh, when you asked him, for some reason, uh, <laughs> do you know what Shamus is? No, the no. video game Shamus. No. Oh, it's like, like a girl in a robot costume. I don't know why it came to my mind. Was so you want to be a girl in a robot costume? <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind. And for some reason, that's what I, that's, I'm sticking with it. Samus? <laughs> Samus? Like, is Metroid? it Samus? I don't know. From Metroid? Maybe. Oh, Samus Aran? It was in yeah. um, uh, fucking, uh, Mario's Super Brawl, whatever oh, it's yeah, called. Oh, yeah, Samus. Yeah, Samus is from Metroid. Okay. That, that, you that, said Shamus, and I was like, no, that's not I thought it was S-E-A-M-U-S. I could be wrong. No, there's just an S. Samus Aran is... I thought you were talking about the wrestler. Taking out the mother... Shamus? I know, I thought that, too. I thought that, too. Um, I guess I should answer I kind of want to... Every time I think of this, I want to have, like, an elaborate Optimus Prime costume. That'd be awesome. You could hide that and, like, being aware of box, too, being fat, so that kind of works out. Yeah, last year, we actually had a lot of wrestlers that came to our booth. We had, like... Yeah, you had the new day there. Yeah, so they came to the booth and stuff. So it's always cool. There's like a lot of wrestlers. We had a moment in hip parade. That was, yeah. that was really cool. You know, um, too bad Patrick won't be going this year um, because he was like king wrestler guy and had all the guys over there doing promos with hip parade stuff. Let me tell you something, brother. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but you have um, somebody fun's got to be going to do me. this. Right? Yeah, you're fucked. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, yeah. Glenn, 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 Nito, uh, Melvin. Nope. No, Melvin's cool. Melvin's cool, yeah. But I don't know if he's wrestler cool. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be fun. Uh, we also have people going to Nashville. Uh, if you're going to the Nashville show, I know that uh, Jeff and Eric will be there. Yep, Jeff and Eric. So if you're looking to uh, hang out in Nashville with some cool peeps, uh, look elsewhere because it prays outside of them. Just kidding. Eric and Jeff should have a rousing good time that hopefully neither of them are. Um, it'll be fun. Yeah, they're just walking, no booths set up this time, so those kind of be wandering the floor. So if you see them, just get their attention, have them come over to your table. But um, Nashville's always a good time. We, we not to get strep throat. Trust me. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it was still fun. I didn't care. It's still a good time. Um, yeah. So kind of said we're not going to Nashville. Honestly, it's, it's one of my favorite places to go. Uh, but they'll be there, so we'll be we'll be ready for you if you uh, are going to be out there and uh, you got cards to sell. Can't wait. Uh, but. A lot of stuff's been happening in the sports world since we talked because it always happens. We had a week of football that happened, but uh, more importantly, last night, because again, we recorded this on a Wednesday, uh, the NHL season began. And uh, why not? Connor Bedard versus Sidney Crosby. Uh, both of them at one point were, you know, deemed the next one at some point. Uh, Bedard looked pretty good in his first his first go around, which isn't too surprising. But the Blackhawks won't beat the Penguins, which was slightly more surprising. Uh, did you watch the game? I only saw highlights. Yeah. I was on a flight back from Disney last night, so. Um, oh, I thought you were already back, my bad. Nope. Plus, I was, we'll, we'll talk about later, watching my O's lose their last game of the season. Um, saw the highlights. Bedard, obviously, didn't, didn't stand out for anything other than good things. Had an assist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, fun times for, for Blackhawks fans coming up. It is exciting. It's always great to have hockey back. I just love hockey. There's a penalty shot already that happened after three games. It's yeah, first game. Welcome hockey. back, hockey. <laughs> yeah, Tampa had one really early. It's amazing. Sam, what, did you watch any hockey? Um, 
still all jet lag, so I was sleeping for most of it. I actually did watch a little bit of the uh, Vegas and uh, Kraken game. Yeah. yeah, Vegas was dominating them. That's sure how were. I turned it off, but I mean, overall, I hate to see Eichel do good. Obviously, don't want him to succeed. Stop it. Well, get over it now. It's fine. It's like you're mad about an ex girlfriend. Like, oh, she's happier without me. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Should He's definitely happy. He won a championship. He's fine. Let it go. Don't be bitter. No, I'm, I'm bitter. I'll always be bitter. Fair. Yeah, it was It was cool. They had uh, Monday Night Football. Jack Michael was on during the halftime show yeah. because they were all there for the for the Monday Night game in yeah. Vegas. Las Vegas. Um, the Raiders you know, and the Packers. Yeah, Vegas just does it different. Vegas, you know, they know how to put on a show. And they know how to put on a performance. Why do you think the Oakland A's want to move there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't they at this point? Um, so that was really cool. So Tom with hockey, what are you most excited for this year? Um, just, I think we're getting to the point where it's changing the guard. Um, some of the old teams, uh, the Bruins, Tampa, um, you know, Washington, you can tell Tom didn't listen to his own podcast last week. This is exactly what we're talking about. (laughs) Go on, get it. Um, (laughs) I'm excited because you have a lot of young teams, uh, especially in the Atlantic. I think Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, all three of those teams have a lot of young guys coming through. Um, a lot of the top young, a lot of top players in the league now are younger guys. Um, you're starting to see the the old guys fade away. So I'm just excited to see that. Uh, and then That's I guess the, the second thing is I want to see how close the Vetching gets. I know he's gonna he'll get the record next year. I don't think. Yeah. He's gonna how far away is he? Seventy two? Is it? Yes. Seventy two more? Yeah, seventy two yeah, more. He'll get there. Oh, he's gonna get there. It's just gonna take another year or two. Yeah. Oh man, could you imagine though? When he's it's gonna it's gonna remind me of when like you might be too young for this, but when McGuire and Sosa were chasing Maris and everybody gave a shit about baseball. So every time when they were like around 59, 58, 59 home runs, uh the ticket sales were just incredible if they were like away, especially. So like I'm expecting a time where when Ovechkin's really close, when he's like, you know, five goals away realistically. Prices are just going to jump up no matter right. where you are. So it'd be really cool if like he's going to be close and then maybe be coming here to Buffalo or something or somewhere we traveled to that we can just go to it. That'd be super neat. See, I don't know if that'll happen. What? I think so. I think this is hist- historic. People want to see that. It's not that though. It, it's historic. But part of the reason those things jump through the roof is someone hits a home run. Someone's making a lot of money because mm. someone's catching a baseball. The, the uh, puck isn't going right. anywhere. The puck's going in the net. It's going in his pocket. And it's going to. You know the Hall of Fame. Still, that's like major I think people want to be at a sporting event. You don't want to be at a sporting event where history will take place. No, absolutely. People, people do. They will. They will go up some, but it won't be the same um, as it would be for baseball. I think just because of that, people wanted to to catch that ball because they knew whoever caught that ball was going to be a millionaire. Is it any different than the game last year when LeBron passed Kareem in points? And I, I will tell you, I was in LA the week before that happened. Oh, that's um, right. And prices were more expensive because because of that. And people were kind of guessing. Um, growing up, I was a big Craig Biggio fan. Yes. Um, and I planned it out where I thought I might catch his 3,000th three hit in Pittsburgh. Uh, and he got it the game before I went. Ah, <laughs> that sucks. Uh, and then he sat. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> because he didn't even see him because he got his 3,000th hit. So he sat the next game. That's even uh, funnier. Um, but I, I, I went there. For, we saw two games. So I had to see him play at least. But uh, that stuff, you know, people do that. People definitely sure. want to be there. Uh, but I think the the jacked up prices is, is someone going, hey, if I catch this. That's fair. You're right. There's probably, I bet you for the first time, remember, like the bleacher seats were going for more than like behind home plate because, well, it's got that built in shit ton of money on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that before. You're also, seeing, you're also seeing a major record happen. Though. 
Right. I'm cool with being there for history. I, like, again, if Ovechkin's got like two goals to go and he's going to be here in Buffalo, I'm going to do my best yeah, to exactly. go to that game, man. That's going to be fun. Well, it's like the, the first winter classic. Yeah. Know, in, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Can't believe I didn't go to that. No, no, nope, didn't I, go to it. I, I was I at the arena where we're streaming on the Jumbotron. We, um, that was when I was working for them. So we set that up though. Yeah. Like we had to figure out how to put a rink on a field and all this other shit. Most, especially a lot of the guys I work with, they were there night in, night out building the whole thing. Like it was really crazy. Like everybody, the arena crew built that. They didn't like fly people in for it. I don't know what they do now. I don't think they still do it, but I think they have like special outdoor rink guys now. But yeah, that was a whole, it was a whole experience to be a part of on like the other end. Cause you don't usually get, get all that information. Yeah. So yeah, I went to the, the first, uh, Winter Classic. Uh, I went to the first Duke Syracuse game when Syracuse joined the ACC. Uh, yeah, and at the, right. t- at the awesome. time, it was the most attended sporting event indoors or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at that. So it's it's definitely cool to be able to say, "Hey, I was here for you know this moment or whatever." Oh, sorry, I had a drink. I was really thirsty. All right. So the NFL happened as it does every week, and we talk about it every week. Uh, the biggest story we had another. Fantastic Sunday night football game, or at least we were supposed to. On paper, 49ers Cowboys looked like it was going to be just fantastic. And it was, if you were a 49ers fan. Uh, the Niners beat the Cowboys 42 to 10. Uh, Brock Purdy has yet to lose in regular season, slash, isn't injured type scenarios, right? He's perfect. You know, I, it, I'm at the point where. I keep hearing, oh, it's just because anybody can do anything in that system, blah, blah, blah. And yes, the system helps with Shanahan, but Grapple wasn't doing exactly what Purdy's doing. They're not the same person. I think Purdy's a little bit better. Um, it's a question you wrote up there, and I'm going to ask you up. Is Purdy him? Not yet. Oh, come on. What, what, a, what a weak so, answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no. Um, but I think most people would have said that about Tom Brady because Tom Brady was just a guy that was orchestrating an offense. He wasn't putting up huge stats. Okay. Uh, Purdy's putting up better stats than Brady did early on. Uh, but they just keep winning. And you have a really, really good defense. You have probably the best running back in the NFL. You have a really good receiving core. Brandon Ayuk has become that guy as a true number one. Uh, Debo is the Swiss Army knife that you can do pretty much anything with. George Kittle's a top three tight end. And you have a guy back there who is a perfect point guard. He's going to put the ball in the right person's hand at the right time and let them do with it. He's not going to beat you himself, but he will get it to the guy that can yeah, I love that. Sam, what do you think about him? Uh, I think he's perfect in that system. Uh, I, Here we go. Going into, this, going into this year, I wasn't that high on him. I thought he wasn't that great. I it wasn't that special. But he showed me some things this year so far. And I think he has actually potential to be a top quarterback in this league. It's crazy, right? Um, he's fa- He's been fantastic. The 49ers have been fantastic. Uh, the Eagles are also undefeated. Uh, they have yet to lose a game. But I don't think they've looked as good as San Francisco has by any means. Uh, it's a fun question that Sam would toss back to you. Niners or Eagles? Who's going to lose first? I would go with the Eagles. Yeah. I don't know who they're playing coming up soon, but uh, I think the Niners look much better than the Eagles. The Eagles had some ugly wins. They barely beat Washington. That came with the overtime, I think. Um, but the Niners are looking really hot right now. It's insane, right? Which automatically means they're somehow going to blow it in their next game, but they won't. I, I I feel the same way. I think the Niners will be the last team to lose. I think you know, of course, they will lose. I don't Do think they play each other defeated. soon? I don't know. Do they even play each other? They do play each other. Oh, that'd be sweet. But I think that's like week 11, week 13 or something like that. It's later on in the season. I remember Summer in December probably. Yeah. Uh, I know, Tom, you're looking something up here probably to see when they play. But 
How do you feel about it? Which team do you think is going to lose first? But um, so to me, I I feel like the 49ers are a better team. But I feel I I feel like they are a team that could get complacent because they are they're, they're not in a close game. They're just blowing everybody out. Fair. Where um you know, they might get in a close game and, and you know, all of a sudden Purdy makes a mistake in that big moment. Um the Eagles are kind of tried and true in those those really close games right now. Um, and they have a kind of a tough schedule. You, obviously, you, you get the Browns, who who really knows with them. Well, their defense is top-notch. Um, they they get the Vikings without uh, Justin Jefferson, who just went on the IR, which is a shame. Um, and then you have the Bengals coming to town with a game that might be a must-win for them, depending on how the schedule looks. Right. Um, the Jaguars, and there we are on December 3rd. Uh, wouldn't that be a treat if they were both, both undefeated, undefeated um, into December? Yeah, that's not bad. Um, like I said, there isn't very many uh, players in this team you don't want to own right now. If you have cards for Purdy, if you have McCaffrey cards, you have even like Debo and AU cards, you're happy with it. And, of course, the Eagles, you're holding on to an A.J. Brown or, of course, Jalen Hurts. I mean, come on. All right, I'm changing that. I'm looking uh, at the Eagles schedule right now. Yeah. They got the Jets, and then they have the Dolphins, Commanders again, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills before the 49ers. It's a, that's a tough uh, I don't think they're going to be undefeated going into it. They're going to lose one of those. I don't know which one it is, uh, but – yeah, there's a couple of those, and then they have the 49ers and like that's a that's a stretch there. Yeah, that is a tough. Yeah, I think they need stretch. to. That's gonna be the game where the Eagles need to beat the 49ers to like reestablish dominance or whatever you want there that people do. I love that. Speaking of reestablishing your dominance, the last two weeks since the last time we talked to you, Tom, we were considering should we never buy a Justin Fields card <laughs> ever again? Since that conversation, he has won games. He's thrown for eight touchdowns, and he's looked like. The guy that everybody thought he was going to be coming into the season. Uh, is he back or is it just like, uh, man, we weren't playing anybody that good? I said to everybody, do not sell Justin Fields two weeks ago. I <laughs> and I am still telling you, this he is still super talented. Um, they're probably not going to win anything this year. Um, but he's going to be good enough where he is going to keep them out of picking uh, Drake May or Caleb Williams. He's still going to be the guy next year. They'll probably have a new coach, and hopefully that coach can figure it out because he he is just too talented. He really is. Um, he's throwing the ball really well, and everyone kind of was like, "Yeah, he can run. Can he throw?" He really is Lamar Jackson two point in my opinion. And we see what he's doing in Baltimore most of the time. What if the Bears still finish with picks one and two in the draft? Do you st- and Fields? Let's just say Fields continues this, but. Even though the Bears can score points, Fields can score, like we saw against the Broncos, they can score four touchdowns and Fields could look awesome and their defense could be so terrible that they still lose to teams like Denver who might not beat half the SEC teams. So you get to a spot where Fields looks like he's real, but the rest of the team is just brutal, and that's kind of where they're in trouble. But they have the number one overall pick. Caleb Williams is sitting right there. You would assume they would trade down, or do they kind of think, we know what we had in Fields, everybody loves him right now. Do they trade Justin Fields, get picks for him? Maybe there's a quarterback hungry team sitting in like the top ten somewhere that no, they can't they can't trade up to one or two to get Williams or Drake May or whoever. Maybe they trade their first and another first for Fields straight up. I if I'm if I'm the Bears, I'm sitting at one and two. 
I am trading fields mm-hmm. without question. Yep. Taking Williams, taking Marvin Harrison Jr., and pushing my timeline back a couple years. The problem with staying with fields with this team being this far away is that they're going to have to pay him before they're good. You're right. You need to push the timeline back a couple years, trade him to a team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. Actually, Russ hasn't even been that bad this year. That's everything else over there. But Las Vegas, you know, there's yeah. a team that's probably going to win too many games to go draft a quarterback. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. You, you, you trade a, a first and you go get fields and you say, let's see what we can do. If they're willing, if the Bears are willing to trade him, would they trade him to Minnesota when Kirk goes somewhere else next year? Or is it just like, we're rivals in the division, I don't want to do that? I, I don't think there's a chance. If, if they think he's good, there's no way they do it. Okay, that's fine by me. Sam, you got anything on fields? Uh, I'm still not sold on him. I don't. You guys are talking him going for a first round pick. I don't know. If he I'm saying if I'm only saying that if like he continues this and the Bears still like Fields looks awesome, but the Bears are still ass enough where they still finish for, what yeah, he's yeah. doing right now. Yeah. Uh, in that scenario, yeah, I think you would go for first, and yeah, I have to trade him because make, Tom makes a great point with the money. You have to pay them before they're good, and if they're a young team and they have first, second, top two picks in the draft. Spent a lot of money this offseason on like Tremaine Edmonds. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, all that money in the defense, and it's just not great. That stinks. Uh, so, Sam, I got a different question for you. A lot of quarterbacks are kind of struggling, not doing too well. Uh, the list we have right here is Mac Jones, Dan Jones. You wrote Dan Jones. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Jones, Vanillavik himself, uh, Jordan Love, Bryce Young, Dak Prescott. Which of them do you think can bounce back the most? Um, I'm going to have to go with Bryce Young or Dak. I mean, Bryce Young has only played five games. He looked actually pretty good last game. But uh, he's, a, he's a rookie. I think he still has a lot of potential. He's first overall pick. Uh, Dak, Dak has shown a lot of potential in his Career. past. Yeah. Obviously, he's not looking so great right now, but I think he can easily bring it back. He's got a great time. They got a great squad up there. With They got a good offense, a good, good line. They got CD, Tony Pollard. I think they can easily bring it back together. Yeah, I don't even like Dak being on this list, I feel like. He's better than all of them. Easy. I feel like he's the easy call. Yeah. Um, the other ones I'd like to talk about. Mac Jones might be a rep. Um, I've given up on Mac Jones. I think so is Bill Belichick. And I think the New England Patriots team has too, because at this point it doesn't seem like anybody cares and they're not trying to help. Now in his defense, they've never gotten them really good receivers. And if anybody says, Oh, but they got Kendrick Bourne, who the hell cares? Um, he doesn't have anybody great around him. But that same thing goes for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not a bad quarterback, but he has badness all around him. Uh, he doesn't. There are no receivers there for him to throw to. Like They really need to make Darren Waller be the best they can be. Barkley's been hurt, and their offensive line is so terrible that Daniel Jones has less time to throw in the NFL than we do in like our football league that we play. It's like 1.5 seconds. He's like already getting chased as soon as he calls hike. And that is never good for him. Like that, how is he supposed to do anything with the way the offensive line's been? The Giants are just a mess like everywhere. So is he really that bad? I don't know. Um, Jordan Love, I think, is just growing pains. I think he's doing, I think he'll be a-okay and just fine. Uh, and then for Bryce Young, I don't know, man. I feel like he doesn't, we, we kind of touched it last week, but he always has like the body language. Like he just doesn't care. Like he's always like lax and just like, I don't know. He doesn't look anything like 
Richardson or CJ Stroud looks like. You know, it seems like there's just something missing there. It's only been four games, though. Wouldn't you care if you're a rookie in the NFL? And wouldn't you be like, well, I don't know. I think he cares. I, I'm sure he cares, but I just, he wants Marvin Harrison Jr. with him. Maybe. Well, <laughs> that, could be a two. He's that could be it, too. That could be it, too. So, I, I mean, the best bounce back, I think, is still in this scenario is, is Jordan Love because I think he's still growing, and I think he's going to keep getting better and better. Um, and I think he has the most potential, personally. That's just me. What do you got? So, I, I think, value-wise, I think Dak is kind of stuck. I think Dak is who he is at this point. Really? Okay. Dak has been in the league since 2016. Yep. So I, he's always been slightly better than average. I think that's just that's what he he's is. been. So you're you're asking if he can bounce back. I feel like he doesn't fit here. I feel like he just is what he is here. Sometimes he can have a really good game. Yeah, but I like when I look at at value and what he could be. Like I don't see him all of a sudden becoming more than what he is. All right. Um, where I think Jordan Love could still do that. I'm still mm-hmm. um, kind of have one foot in with him. I'm, I'm kind of – I'm a little lukewarm. Like, he might never be that guy. Um, he has had games where he's looked good. He's had halves where he looks good, and he has halves where he looks like he's lost. Uh, but he's only started a handful of games. That could be that. I completely agree with you on Daniel Jones. Uh, we saw last year with not great talent around him, he him leading the Giants to the, the playoffs. Yeah. And I watched two games of the Giants – and he's just basically running for his life and throwing to basically cast offs from other teams at mm-hmm. wide receiver. Um, hopefully Jalen Hyatt becomes a guy there and they start incorporating incorporating him more. Uh, but I look at, at him as a guy that still could be there. Um, Mac, I'm sorry. You're uh you're gonna be in the league for a long time as a backup, but you are not a starter in the NFL. I've kind of said that for a while. And Bryce Young, could we get a scenario? Like we saw with Arizona, they now it's not first overall, but Arizona took Josh Rosen. They have the first pick and said, "You know what? Who's better? This guy now." And they took Kyler. No, because the Bears have their pick. Oh, That's right. forgot about that. That is yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah, they're in a tough spot. Wow. <laughs> I am sorry, Carolina. <laughs> it sucks, and it's even been, you know what the worst part is for for Bryce Young in Carolina. Um, you had just seen there was just a. Uh, they were doing a press conference with Frank Reich, you know, the coach in Carolina, and they had asked about him, blah, blah, blah. And his response was kind of like, oh, well, we have really hands-on owners and they like help people. The way he was saying it was, yeah, they they wanted Bryce Young. Because remember, Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That was his guy. He's like, he's going to be good. This is the guy. And they were like, no, no, we want Bryce Young. And, well, after four, what is it, five weeks of the regular season now, uh, C.J. Stroud looks Light years ahead of Bryce Young. He looks really good. I mean, you were you weren't really believing back in week one, week two, and I was trying to tell you. Now I think you've switched your I think you've changed your tune on it. Sage so Stroud looks really good. He does. Um he has he thrown an interception yet? Did he no, throw one? He, he didn't throw one, right? So that's he has that record for it's fantastic. Um and he's still working with young receivers like Tank Dell, who I know he got hurt too. Yeah, and Nico and, Collins, Robert Nico Woods. Nico Collins like, is popping off it. Yeah, okay. Well, I won't say young receivers and Robert Woods in the same Well, I was just naming the receivers. I get what you're saying. <laughs> You know, people for a long time, it's just like Houston, eh, you know, once the Deshaun Watson stuff happened, yeah. it was like, nobody's, nobody's gave a damn about Houston. And all of a sudden it's like, they're back on the rise. I think that's really cool. And they've had no run game. Damian Pierce, really good rookie season has mm-hmm. done nothing, nothing this year. Um, Devin Singletary, they got from the bills. Hasn't really done much. Threw a touchdown. Throwing a touchdown. First of his <laughs> career. Uh, but yeah, I, 
I was not on the Stroud train early on. He has definitely changed my tune. Um, obviously, as close as you get to Tom admitting his wrong, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richardson obviously has shown flashes. Just he's got to stop getting hurt, man. He could be the yeah. best one if he just gets it together. I mean, he started four games and three of them he didn't finish because he got hurt. That's uh, Sucks. not a great sign. Yeah, but I think uh, you'd want either of them over Bryce Young at this point. What about uh, Will Levis? Do you still want Will Levis over Bryce Young? I want Will Levis over all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until he throws a ball and it's like, ooh, maybe not. If he was, at what point does Tennessee turn to him? I mean, they could still win the division. As yeah. bad I as know, isn't right that now. bananas? Football doesn't make sense. Anyone can win the division. Any, any of those four teams. I know. He used to go with it. It's way up in the air. Christ. Unbelievable. I love it. Uh, but it does make for a lot of fun. Because at least at least these AFC South teams that everybody looks down upon, they're all kind of fun in their own way. I mean, Tennessee's the least fun because they're always the least fun. But even with Derrick Henry doing less, and DeAndre Hopkins just had eight for 140. Yeah. So, like, they even they have stuff that comes Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears is the other one. Like, he's, he's doing well, too. And Indianapolis just got Jonathan Taylor back. Um, decided to sign him finally after telling him no for so long. For what is the point of that? Yeah, it made no sense. What is the point of saying, nah, we're not paying you, we're not paying you? And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, Zach Moss is running pretty well. Yeah, we're gonna pay you now. <laughs> like, what's exact opposite of what you think? You would think that like Zach Moss would go in there and bomb, and they go, like, oh my god, we need Jonathan Taylor, pay him. It's no, Zach Moss has been really good. We'll pay you now. It makes like, no it's sense. It's like in their brain, they went, wow, Zach Moss could be this good, Jonathan Taylor could be way better. I don't get it, but shout out to him for sticking to his guns. And uh, I know things got really weird for them, but JT got his uh, his contract and he's going to start running. Is he somebody you would consider buying at this point? Um, yeah, I think he's a, a guy you can buy now. As we said, Indianapolis could still win that division. I know they lost Richardson, but Minshew, Minshew Magic, it, it's, so uh, it's a thing. They definitely could still win that division. He's going to obviously get more touches and kind of build his value back up. As we've said earlier in your previous shows, it always helps when you stay on the same team that your rookie uniform for value. So for him sure. staying in Indy helps his value a little bit. So I think he's a, he's a good buy. I might have asked you this before, but I just have a different question. So you always say, oh, your rookie jersey, blah, blah, blah. So say, let, let's use, let's just use like Amari Cooper for whatever reason, just because yeah. he's somebody who's left before. Oh, cool. I got these cool Amari rookie, you know, copper. Amari Cooper rookies and all of his Raiders gear. And that's super neat. And then he went to, you know, the Cowboys and the Browns. If a player comes back to their original team and they're wearing that Jersey again, does that like kind of cause a spike in the original cards because he's in the Jersey again, even though he wasn't there for like five, 10 years. It's interesting. And I would say it does a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, it not, not as much. Like I said, players that play with one team forever, it, it helps. But once again, if you're a Raiders fan, once, sorry. Again, he, once, yeah, once, <laughs> once again, he's in that uniform. You want to buy that rookie card. Um, you know, we, we talk about Seth Diggs in Buffalo. You know, you, as a Bills fan, you want him in that uniform. Buying buying the Vikings one isn't as cool because it's not a Bills uniform. Um, so it definitely definitely makes a difference. That's that's why some guys like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger played his whole career in one place. Values kind of hold a little bit more because he gets that you get that call following with, with certain teams, right? And uh, Cooper Cup came back. Cooper, he really so, came back. He really did. Uh, people were worried. Will Puganaku be, you know, tossed tossed aside because Cooper Cup's back? The answer was no. Uh, they both at least for one week. Uh, the Rams keep throwing the ball, and they have really cool receivers everywhere. Uh, even Tutu Atwell scored a touchdown yeah. still. People were worried about him. Obviously, the odd man out was uh, oh, 
The guy who just got traded. Who just got traded to the Falcons. Van Jefferson. I, yeah, I, Van I, Jefferson. I, I keep wanting to call him Josh Reynolds, and I know I'm wrong. <laughs> He's like this Josh Reynolds' second leading receiver for the Lions. Yeah. Exactly. I, I love how all the headlines said Jefferson traded. Ah, I didn't even think about that. That's super funny. <laughs> traded, yeah, because everyone's like, oh my God, Jefferson got traded. And they're like, oh wait, it's Van Jefferson. Oh, yeah. it's okay. It is a bummer. Um, Van Jefferson, uh, big shout out to King of Cards and his boy, Van Jefferson. There you go. Kyle. I love that. But yeah, so um, I even started Puka and Cooper on the same fantasy team because I had them both and they both popped off and still did well. I think they're both going to be a okay. Um, the Rams throw the ball. McVay's figured something out here and now they have essentially two Cooper Cups. Yeah, that that's a team that we were talking about before the season that might win four or five games. And I would say that they're probably a playoff team right now. It could be. Anybody could finish in that seventh seed. It'd be fun if they were, honestly. It'd be cool to have them come back with new faces and basically just still do it. Like, I love that. It was also um, really funny, though. Remember how people were saying in the offseason, uh, they were showing the Calvin Ridley, Ridley videos, like Zay Jones ran a route and he did his best, but then Calvin Ridley did it like two and a half times speed. They were showing uh, Cooper Cup and Puka doing drills, and it was still the same. Like, Cooper was just on a different level. He's just so much faster. It's <laughs> unbelievable. So... Yeah, even, I won't say Puka's as good as Cooper Cup, but but he's very obviously been very, very good on his own. So I think the Rams are really onto something. Uh, do you think the Rams' values are going to go up more now that Cup's back in the mix and they're all kind of playing well? Or, like, does it help somebody if, like, three people are popping off and they're all doing it together or if it's just, like, one guy on a team is doing it? Um, it really depends on how the team does. Okay. Um, if your team's not doing well, you want to be the guy because like, Je- like Justin Jefferson, essentially, like Justin right? Jefferson is the guy. Everyone's going to collect him. Rest in peace. Yeah, nobody, Sam's guillotine team. That's uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody else. Um, you know, no one else is a steal the limelight. People are they're going to collect from that team. If you're like, hey, I want to get a guy from the Raiders right now. It's you know, it's Devonte. I guess maybe Jacobs, maybe. Right. But it's it's better to have one guy. But if your team's doing well. You know, the whole rising tide raises all ships or whatever it is. Um, if you're on a good team, it doesn't matter if it's one guy, three guys, five guys, because people are going to invest. They're investing on a team, you know, doing well in the playoffs and advancing. <sighs> Terrible time to yawn, but hey, Sam, you have notes there. Is there any other notes you wanted to touch on? Um, nothing really for football. Okay, Just cool. basically everything we already went over. Come I on. do think that uh, I'm a little worried about Jonathan Taylor, honestly. You're worried about Jonathan I mean, how many rushes did he have? Obviously, they're, they're easing them back in. Six carries, I think. But Zach Moss looked great. Yeah. I mean, I think, if anything, why would they not just do an even split with Zach Moss looking that well? They just paid him like $42 million. I, I get that, but don't be too worried. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it what was broke. That's why he's been getting fixed. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say, though? Like, you see this all the time, with, especially with running backs. Zach Moss, and as a Bills fan, I watched more Zach Moss than I ever wanted to. And I thought that guy, he never, like, I was like, he can't find the hole. He always runs yeah. to the wrong spot. Yeah. Like, there's the hole, and he's running up. He's running the wrong way up. He's tackled for a one-yard gain. And then all of a sudden, he goes there, and the scheme is slightly different, and he's popping off and playing really well. Like, how many of these players are so scheme-dependent that they can go on one team and look terrible and then go to another team and look like a superstar? All of them. The answer is every player um, is scheme-dependent at this point in their lives because 
we've said it a million times. Like you brought up Josh Rosen earlier going to, you know, Arizona, it didn't work out for him and then blah, blah, blah. But if he went to a team where the scheme fit for him, he might still be playing and be awesome. Uh, all of these guys need to be in a scheme that works for them. And a lot of these guys that end up being bust, like maybe they just needed to go somewhere else and, and, figure it out there like you see you see it a couple times where people switch teams and they actually end up doing better than they did in their original spot uh so you can't ever see say like you know this guy I, i'm sick when people go to their original teams and it's just like oh this guy's too this guy isn't good this guy's no it's just like the way you play isn't exactly the way he plays now granted there are some people that are just they don't have it it's fine and there are some people that they go to their first spot and they make it work and then they can make it work anyway like uh Devontae Adams is a great great point you know he went to green bay and it just stuck, and now he's doing this. He's doing great in the Raiders. I think he would do great anywhere. Those are guys are superstars. Most of the guys we're talking about here are maybe a tier below. But uh, scheme is so important for for just about anybody. You know, like especially especially quarterbacks at this point. Um, what else do we got here? We got nothing else on football, right? Oh, I wanted to ask you one last question. So in the last week with all the games, who's improved their stock the most? Who's the card that you'd say, all right, because this last week, this is the guy I want to buy. Is it, I guess either, is it Fields or Purdy right now? Um, Purdy's still the guy. I, I think they went out there against a team that people thought might be a Super Bowl contender in the Cowboys. And, and maybe they still will be, you know, the season's still young. And they went out there and they absolutely just demolished them. And Purdy looked great. Um, the week before, he had, what, one inter- one incompletion. Like he is the guy that's done the most for his value this year, uh, by far. Fields is kind of just he's kind of saved his value because the stuff was dropping so fast. Um, it's it you know it was good. Uh, another guy I'm going to say is I think Trevor Lawrence. Oh okay, for sure. um, that's fair. Won won a big game against a really good Bills team that just stopped the Dolphins. I know he didn't look great. I, I don't listen, know if I love this. It, he didn't look great, but once again, when you're looking at teams that can make a run. You have a young quarterback with the Jaguars that could be good enough to come out of the AFC. Okay. Um, and his value is kind of, you know, it's been up, but it's people kind of like, eh, they're two and two. Are they really good? He didn't look, he doesn't look great in any game, uh, but for them to have a big win. And he, he's a guy that people can invest in saying, Hey, there's a chance to, to go win it all. Bye CJ Stroud. But I, I think <laughs> but last week's I thought you have a better comment. No, that. but last week's game, he didn't really – was actually one of his – Well, speaking of people who might have uh, made a little bounce back, doesn't really look kind of good. He did look very good. He looked pretty yeah. good there. He looked like he was trying to silence the doubters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the best – I was just in Chicago this past week, and a lot of people were handing me stackfuls of cards that were just basically Kenny Pickett's and Desmond Ritter's, and I was kind of handing them right back to him, saying like, yeah, not right now. I'm not spending – Big bucks on guys who I don't trust right now. And then, of course, both of them go out and win, which is just yeah. the way it happens. But Ritter played very well. Um, again, it was against Houston, who, you know, like we said, they're looking a lot better than we thought, but we thought they were going to be completely terrible. So even just a Houston wins six games, it's a big season for them, as long as they look like they're making their progress. But for Pickett to go out and beat the Ravens, huh, that's something. Now, I hear that that was more on Lamar being not great. You get this. You know what? Actually, I want, I'm going to defend Lamar a little every bit. Every single oh, time. I'm going so to defend him a little bit. All right, because, Bizarro World, Sam. Go on. Oh, he's still not good. But um, he had so uh, – you guys watched the game at all? I wasn't working. So there were a lot of drops on that Ravens team. Oh, okay. Uh, they dropped three touchdowns, I think it was. 
or oh. three plays that would have been touchdowns. He actually Lamar had some good balls, uh, not good enough. But now uh, the game was on the line. Well, yeah, he was. Uh, that's when he's the worst. But overall, in the whole game, he had some good balls that were just dropped. So I think some competent receivers they won that game easy. The guy who hates Lamar the most is his biggest fucking <laughs> defender here too. I just want you. No, to I'm just every time you come on the show, you defend Lamar. I did so, not defend him last yes, week. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. What I said? I said they're going to win the division. That's not defending him. Ah, uh, you defended yeah, him. Else too. Yeah, Zay Flowers had two drops. They had eight drops overall. That's that like, is yeah. terrible. Was it rain or anything? Was it no. just bad weather? See, I didn't. Again, I was at the show, so I didn't really see it. Rashad Bateman, I think, dropped a touchdown. Bummer. Uh, yeah, Zay Flowers had two drops. He might not have any weapons either. Again, I mean Odell. I don't know what's up with Odell. Odell has been asked for years. I know that he looked really good in that Super Bowl run where he didn't finish the Super Bowl, by yeah. the way. Um, I, I think people might want to pass on him at this point. Just let it go. The Odell thing's over. Uh, speaking of things that are over, how's the Baltimore Orioles doing? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, <laughs> not exactly how we drew it up. No, not at all. Uh, I literally, so I didn't watch much baseball, but every time I tuned in, it was about the second or third inning of every Texas-Baltimore game, and Baltimore was already down by like a touchdown. So, yeah, what happened, man? So, <laughs> well, it, just, it wasn't good. They the, the starting pitching wasn't great. They got themselves in holes every game. Yeah. Um, first game they lost 3-2 was, was a close game. Uh, Gunner actually got thrown out trying to steal a base in the ninth inning, and uh, afterwards he said there was a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's the, the manager you know protecting his young player, um, but <clears throat> you know lost that game and then the next two games just got boat raced. Um, but hey, it's growing pains for a young team. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about the layoff and how a lot of the teams last year, even though they went two and two, but uh, the four home home games uh, for this this round, the home game home team lost all four games, um, so not playing for five games. The whole rust and ru- rust versus rest. Yeah, um, they just they didn't come out. They came out flat, and you can't do that in postseason baseball. It's and true. now there you get to think about it all off season, right? And now Baltimore, like you said, they're not the only top teams that were caught by surprise, so to speak. Um, I know Houston's up on the Twins, but the Twins beat them the first game, right? Correct. And uh, so the Twins jumped on them after their, you know, their first series win in however long it was, was forever. Uh, Arizona's up on the Dodgers, too, now. And Arizona keeps jumping on them, and I think that's super fun. Obviously. Yeah, I, the Dodgers had a lot of issues with their pitching staff. Uh, Urias got arrested for domestic abuse again. Uh, Walker Bueller hasn't pitched all year, who was their best pitcher. And then Kershaw, and I watched the beginning of that game, absolutely got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, six runs, one out. Um, though the first ball probably should have been caught, hit the, the heel of the center fielder. But they got just absolutely demolished in the, the first game there. And we've talked about this before. Sometimes the hottest team are the teams fighting to get into the playoffs. Yes, of course. So you had Texas playing basically right to the last day of the season to win their division and get in the playoffs. You had Arizona going to the second last game day of the season. Even, even Houston, they won their division, but they were fighting with Seattle and Texas the whole time. You know? And then you have teams like Baltimore that had locked it up a week before. You had the Dodgers that had it locked up for a while. Um, and, then you, and then you take time off, and you have a team coming off a playoff series. And if you're not ready, you can, you can get yourself – trouble real quick it's true i mean even the even the other series that we didn't touch on the braves and the phillies uh, the phillies beat the braves in game one and then they jumped out to what four nothing lead the braves had to make a cool comeback did you see the end of that game what happened tell me 
uh, double play up against the wall, makes a ridiculous catch, and then throws out uh, the runner who is trying to score to tie the game. That's pretty neat. Oh, yeah. It was hard. Yeah. I saw that play. What a, yeah. That, well, that series, like, we kind of mentioned in the last, we did kind of like World Series predictions and stuff, which you're more welcome to give yours to the people, too. But I, I'll, you know, it was hard to go against the Braves. Everybody kind of went with them. But Phillies are kind of like one of the other teams. that's like, hey, they, they're they're the other ones. I like the know? Phillies. Yeah, if they pop, if they get it going, because they didn't have it going in the regular season, like in the beginning, and then they kind of figured it out along the way. So I think this is going to be one of the best series that we'll see all playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and no offense to the Dodgers or Arizona, who's looked really good. Um, they look good in the, the wild card round. And then this, I think the winner of the Phillies Braves is your, your World, World Series. Champion um, or just going, just representative? Recency bias. Texas looked like the best team in baseball for about a two-month span mm-hmm. in, like, June and July. They had some injuries. They kind of fell off and then got hot again. They look like a team that has everything going right. There's a chance that Max Scherzer comes back, and I love myself. So Max Scherzer, he's been pitching um, off the mound to try to get back for the playoffs here. And I, I – I think Texas could be a team that surprises people and uh, makes the run. Who do you want to win out of the last seven remaining teams since Baltimore's out? Oh, well, you're a, you're an Astros fan too, so it's that, isn't it? So honestly, I, this is my this will be hobby talk. Is I want to see Corbin Carroll. That's and I yep, want to see yep. Ari, I want to see Arizona. Um, they've just been super exciting. They steal a ton of bases. Uh, they're fun to watch. I would love to see them make a run. Yeah. I bought a few Corbin girls in Chicago. I was like, this guy, he's already good. Arizona's up 2 nothing in the series. They beat the Dodgers. That already gets – that already yeah. increases card values all over the place. And eventually people are going to start learning other people on the team too. So yeah, Christian Walker <laughs> at first base is, is really good. Uh, they have a couple other young guys. Alec Thomas, uh, Perdoma, play shortstop for them. They have mm-hmm. a ton of young guys there. Their pitching staff is really good. Uh, they have a great one-two punch. They could make some noise, but – it's hard to go against the Braves and Phillies. They just yeah been there, done that, and they just and again the Braves just look so good. There's no hold on the Braves. That's the thing. Um, so that's pretty much it for baseball. Uh, Actually, I have a fun fact. About Here baseball. we go, oh, yeah. Sam. Please tell me all about it. Um, fact. R- remind me what's, what's Sam what's the Saints. What's the Baltimore manager team? I can't remember his name. What's the Orioles manager? Tom. I don't know. Bruce. Bruce something. Bruce. What a great Bosch, Boshi. No, that's the Rangers manager. Rangers. Sorry. Yeah, Rangers manager Bruce Boshi. Um, uh, close enough. Well, we're a spot, sports podcast. We're not a great sports podcast. <laughs> Sorry, but um, <laughs> this make up. This make up for it. So Baltimore hasn't got swept in any series this since, in, since before Adley Rushman got called up. This entire season. Yep. And since Adley Rushman got called up last year. Yeah, exactly. Ninety-one straight series. The last team to ever do that was the '98 Padres, uh, managed by Bruce Bochy. Oh, yeah. So fun fact. Look at Sam. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. This is all the work you did in like five minutes before the show. I, I saw that on Twitter. I'm proud of you. Okay, yeah. yeah. That counts. <laughs> that, yeah, it's the first time they've been swept since Adley Rushman was called up. Which is the insane set on itself. So by Adley Rushman, even if they lost, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love Listen, it. I'm, I'm going to wait a week and a half when everyone starts selling their Orioles. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go buy Gunner. I'm going to go buy Adley. I'm going to go buy Jackson. I'm going to go buy <laughs> all those guys. And then they're going to go hopefully spend and get an ace. To go around with all those young studs and uh, go time. Oh, I love saying that to you. <laughs> it's, anyway. it's not going to happen. I know. I will say it. He'll be in the same division, though. 
He'll look great in pinstripes. <laughs> um, he doesn't want to go to a last place team. Sure. Sure. He, he's done that for way too long. I don't want to talk about that either. That's true. Those angels are still the worst. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for sports, but we got some entertainment conversation, which this is what we call the Tom section of the podcast. So, Tom, take it away. Um, we have the Marvels coming out, um, and that is obviously Captain Marvel, uh, and then they did uh, Miss Marvel was a TV show they did on Disney+. Plus. So it's kind of a combination of that. Um, could, be a, could be a fun watch. I, I don't have super high expectations for that just because – uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the, the Miss Marvel show, but you never know. Captain Marvel was great. Um, and some of the other movies I did not have high expectations for, like the first Ant-Man, completely surprised me and were great. So you never know. All right. Fair enough. And then, of course, Loki season two has started. Um, did you watch any of it yet? No, I have not started it. Um, I want to watch it. Yeah. Too. Loki, I, I think, has been maybe the best Disney Plus show for Marvel so far. Hmm. Um it's probably you might that. be right. You might be right. It's that or uh, WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. Um, my one, I think, complaint about that was I thought it was a little rushed. Uh, it felt like it should have been kind of two seasons instead of one for with the storyline. Fair. Uh, but it was really entertaining. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is this great. Is great. Uh, Loki's a great character. Obviously, agree. all the movies, it's just a, a very intriguing character and, and kind of looking forward to see where they're taking it. I'm not sure. Now, Sam, you had some deep thoughts on uh, Marvel stuff. So, <laughs> what was your what did you what was your opinions on this? Oh, uh, well, just so many good things to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no idea if many of this thing. I don't know who or what Loki is, but it sounds I great. Love it. <laughs> um, I actually had a note in my in my notes. I had all the sports, and then I had one note about the entertainment. I said, when entertainment comes out, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually what the note says, which is specifically why I asked Sam. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch Loki, and you'll watch it too, and we'll talk about it a little bit, because, well, we don't really do enough of the movie's entertainment part for this podcast, which we're supposed to, but we don't really do it. That brings us to our final thoughts. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Ooh, we kind of didn't go over today, which is pretty neat, only a little bit. Uh, Sam, as always, we start to my left, so you give me your final thought, bud. I kind of have a sad final thought today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Justin Jefferson has played his last snap this year, and maybe for the Vikings. What? I have a bad feeling he's played his last snap this year. Sure, that I get. But what do you mean for the Vikings? You think they might, I think they might deal him. You think the Vikings are going to trade Justin Jefferson? I think there's a, definitely a possibility. Why? Just based off their they're selling. They're probably going to sell Kirk next year. Well, he'll just be gone as a free agent more than likely. Well, yeah, but I mean, like they're losing him, mm-hmm. and then if Jefferson, if they don't have a quarterback, Jefferson's going to probably want to go somewhere else. I guess could very well be his last nap. I feel like so. I, I want to I want to jump on this a little bit. So. If you think this is his last snap of the season, of the season, he obviously did not sign a big extension last year. So two big questions. What does this do for his value in, you know, free agency? Mm -hmm. They're probably worst case scenario, going to franchise tag him. I don't see him trading him. But two, what would you do with his cards? If he might be on a new team next year, are you selling on your Justin Jefferson cards right now? I think he can still produce on any other team. Fair. So, man, they're not. They're just not getting rid of them. I don't know why you would think that. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Okay, that's fair. I thought I just pulled his hamstring. No, or was the last snap you're talking about? Did he snap his hamstring? Because no, that's something different. He's on IR. And if they if he comes back and they're, what, 1-8? and eight? Oh, what's the point? That's what yeah. you mean? Oh, I thought you were talking because he was, like, mega hurt. Why rush him this back? This is just a, yeah, there's no point in rushing him back. Yeah, they're already out. So I will tell you that 
your logic is flawed. Why is that? Get up, Tom. Because if they're worried about him being hurt and they don't want to rush him back, it's because they want him on their team and they don't want him to be hurt long-term. Or they're if don't lose value on him. If they think, hey, we're not going to have him next year, they're going to throw him out there and they want him to play well for a couple games so they get the most out of him. Um, that's fair, too. That was pretty much um, my thought was more that he plays last snap this year, not entirely for the Vikings. Right. But mostly I just think it's the season's done, honestly. This is a guy that is now just sad that he is not going to win his guillotine league. league. And that's why he's just basically going scorched earth. I hear you. Um, Tom, what's your final thought? So, as usual, uh, when I travel, I download some stuff from Netflix to watch. And I watched the Netflix special on George Foreman. Okay. Um, And I will tell you, it was quite interesting. Um, I remember as a kid a little bit, George Foreman kind of boxing a little bit and winning the championship. What does it look for? I'm thinking about my final thought. I don't think it's about you. Um, And, you know, I kind of knew his career. Obviously, we all know him from George Foreman Grills. Um, Yes, that's why we all know him. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, (laughs) people who are like 20, do you know who George Foreman is? I know he's a boxer. But do you you know about his grills though, right? Oh, yeah. People people under the age of 30 know more about his grills than about his boxer. Um, But basically, he only boxed for about a year and a half before he won the gold medal uh, in 1968. Um, He then started off his career 40-0, won the title versus George Frazier um, with the iconic down goes Frazier. Lost uh, his fight to Muhammad Ali in the old rope-a-dope, which is uh, always a cool thing. I think, you know what the rope-a-dope is? I don't. Have you seen Rocky kind of 3? <laughs> so no. Rocky 3 did the, the rope-a-dope to Clubber Lang. <laughs> but basically let him punch himself, tired, and then counterattacked and, and beat him. Um, he fought a couple more times, lost a second time, had a medical incident because he basically traveled down the night before the fight and had issues with heat stroke, had a medical issue and retired for 10 years, Hmm. which I did not know. I knew he stopped boxing for a little bit, but for basically 10 years became a preacher, had a little, little church that he had, had a, um, a youth center that he ran. His money was mismanaged, need to make more money. So he decided to box again and came back and Won the title. He was the oldest at the time at 45 to, to win the world title. Um, it's just cool to like learn more about the history and not just the, hey, I remember him. He was a champ. He fought, you know, Ali and Frazier and Evander Holyfield and like everybody, um, everyone other than Mike Tyson, who was important back then. Um, and it was just, it was a cool watch. So if you, you have time, you want to, you kind of relive the boxing glory days, uh, check it out. Nice. Uh, my final thought is just, uh, it's pretty easy here. Um, a while ago, I think it was a year ago, that we had one of our favorite hip parade people, Jeff Genovese. He left us here to go overseas to open uh, the David Adams Europe store, and he was running that. So he's been, he packed his whole life up, moved over, moved over, you know, again, across the world, and has just been running that store and doing stuff over there. And uh, he's coming back in town. Uh he also gets a shout out because I know that he listens because I can track who listens. At least <laughs> he's probably the only person in Roman or whatever listening to us. You know, it's Jeff. 
Um, Jeff's one of the coolest guys in the office. We still talk about him. It's still like, man, I wish Jeff were still here, like over like Sam or somebody. Uh, he's great, and he'll be in the office. I know we'll be hanging out, and we're going to have a Jeff day where I think we're going to go get drinks with him and stuff. And it's just always cool when you get to see somebody you haven't seen for over a year. Um, so I'm just excited for that, and it's just always cool. It's like one of those things where you never know when, like, the next time you're going to see somebody is, so you should just kind of enjoy it when you're with somebody. That's it. I'm just excited that Jeff's coming back. Nothing else special. Um, everything else has been kind of a car crash kind of day for me, so don't really have my thoughts in order. Uh, that's about it. Thank you, everybody, as always, for listening. Thank you for emailing. Thank you for watching. Thank you for doing whatever you do for this podcast because we appreciate you. Thank you again, Sam, for coming on. Thank you again, Tom, for being here for 40 minutes just to do this show before you skedaddle again. Um, That's it. We will see you next week, and, uh, well, go Bills. Bye.